Hello, Solving Water listeners. I'm excited to bring you the 2022 iteration of our annual WefTech series. We're covering all new topics this year, including the importance of pipeline condition management in water utilities, plans that the Water Environment Federation has for the coming year, the work being done to highlight women and the critical role they play in the industry, how the water sector is prioritizing young professional development, and many more. Join me in tuning into this series for all these interesting conversations featuring ideas, news, and activities that are shaping today's water industry. Good afternoon. I'm live at WEFTEC 2022 in New Orleans, and I have the pleasure of interviewing Austin Alexander, Vice President of Sustainability and Social Impact with Xylem today. Nice to be back, Amanda. Yes, always <laughs> so fortunate to have you on the show. You have like always the most interesting updates to share. And did you know that your episodes are some of the most listened to? Really? Yeah. Oh, that makes my day. That's so nice. <laughs> so thanks for always making time for us. Of course. So you're here at WefTech because you're introducing a very special initiative to the industry. Wondering if you could tell us about what that is and how you've been spending your time here at the show. Absolutely. So today we launched the next iteration of our Net Zero white paper. We call it Net Zero, the race we all win. A very good title, I think. It is. <laughs> but, very nice. But it's really the next evolution of work we've been doing really over the last year on how we as Xylem can help decarbonize the water sector and how we can really create a movement in this area for ourselves and our own operations, moving to net zero greenhouse gas emissions, but also water sector's role in climate change mitigation, including water, wastewater utilities. Okay, that was gonna be my next question. So why did we, why did we choose WEFTEC to launch this? Yeah. Timing was great. Coming up in November is the uh, COP27. So it's this annual gathering of all the world's leaders, the who's who, to talk about climate commitments at the government level, at business level, et cetera. And so we've been, last year ahead of COP26, it was in Glasgow, we wanted to say, what is water sector's role in this climate change conversation? And since then have been doing work to say, water typically gets talked about in climate change, right? The first thing when you hear about climate change, you think pictures of drought and hurricanes and weather events, but it's always like the end result. And very rarely is the water sector represented in the conversations of how do we prevent climate change and being at the forefront of the conversation. So utilities, water wastewater utilities make up about 2% of global greenhouse gas emissions. A little context, that's about the same as the shipping industry. And, and it's estimated that's a pretty conservative number. Water use and management as a whole, 10% of global greenhouse emissions. So we often think of water as this very sustainable sector, but in fact, we're contributing to the problem. And so this paper is just one piece along the way of, okay, how, is, how do we as water show up to the climate conversation and how can we be the industry that shows all the other industries what's up and how did it how to transition from greenhouse gases that's awesome so who should read this i mean obviously folks in the water utilities or any water profession but um 
Just curious, like, your thoughts on that. Yeah, everyone should read it, <laughs> of course. <laughs> we positioned this paper um, a little bit different than how we've done white papers in the past to two goals. The first is we use the term loosely net zero, but we're really talking about any activities to start your journey of reducing greenhouse gas emissions. And that is very daunting to be, you know, utility. It's daunting to us as Xylem when we made our own commitment. and so. Part one of this paper is, okay, start small. What can you do today? So we wanted it to be more of like a tool book of, if you're thinking about it, go ahead and these are a couple small steps you can take right now. And so that's very much targeted at the utilities, water, wastewater utilities. From a technology provider view, here's our take on what you can do. And then the second piece, which I think is why I think this paper is good for other audiences as well, is that we're also taking this moment to celebrate many utilities that are already well on their way and doing very cool work with our technology, other people's technology. We're trying to come at this from an agnostic point of view to say, let's just celebrate and start telling the story of utilities. And that just makes it a little bit less daunting when you know your sisters down the road have already started. We're really positioning it for, for that. That's great. And so you, you mentioned that, that this is the next iteration. So this is going to be an iterative process then? <laughs> well, uh, you know, we use the term net zero as the ultimate goal. For us at Xylem it is, as well as for many utilities. But that is not something that is just done. <laughs> there is a whole journey to get there, and this will take years of work. Um, and we don't have all the answers for ourselves. We don't have it for utilities. There's a lot we have yet to learn. And so this is, here's the information we have right now. Here's what we've learned so far. But I expect this to continue to evolve and improve over the years. Yeah, absolutely. I'm guessing that folks that read the papers then will want to look forward to getting more and more information as we go through the journey ourselves. I hope so. And what's really nice, too, about this movement and I've enjoyed this work on the papers that it's not necessarily, you know, we are the only solution in town. There are, it will take all kinds of technologies, all kinds of involvement from engineering consultants, from utilities, from, from even city managers that are thinking about how they work, how a utility inter works with their own greenhouse gas emission commitments. And so it's not something that one of us gets the solution to. But we're really seeing this groundswell of a movement here of other white papers from other organizations come out. We're each adding our piece to the puzzle and raising each other up. And so I really enjoy some of the work coming from US Water Alliance, from GWI, from uh, IWA. And we're just adding our piece to that puzzle. So cool. So you came on the show earlier this year to talk through our sustainability report, Xylem's 2021 sustainability report, which you can find on our website. I must just do a lot of report writing now. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to just touch on that. How have we been progressing on the goals that we've outlined there so far? Thanks for asking about that. Overall, doing pretty well. I'd say 90% of the goals, we are on track, progressing really well. A few of the goals that we talked about in the paper, but in like many companies, for example, diversity representation, you know, that's, it is a tough challenge to overcome. So we're still working through some of those, but 
but we you know we lay it out all out on the table in our sustainability report so people can really see where we're at but otherwise you know really chugging right along um, and what we did in last year's report and we'll continue to build upon that this year is we framed out what is after 2025 because you know we've got our goals we're chugging along some are further than others but I fully anticipate we'll be able to achieve most of those by 2025 so what does after that look like is it's not that far away <laughs> and so we laid out how we're thinking about framing and as we go into next year trying to build that out a bit more as well of things like how do we decarbonize the water sector and how do we set goals and KPIs to measure ourselves against that. So I know we consider Watermark to be a big part of our sustainability efforts here at Xylem. And so I was just wondering if you could give our listeners an update on some of the key initiatives you're involved in right yep. now. Watermark continues to be my favorite part of my job. <laughs> we have some just really cool programs and partners there. But you're interviewing me in October, which is our annual month of service. Um, so it's a big month for us in Watermark. And right now we are fundraising across the world with our colleagues in Xylem to fundraise for seven projects across Latin America to provide clean drinking water to communities, predominantly schools, that don't have it today. And that's being led by our Latin America team and just really cool momentum around that. So that continues to be fun. But overall, we partner with six primary NGO partners, and that work continues to be really both interesting, but also more of a partnership. It's really not just us giving philanthropic funds to these partners. We really approach it as a partnership. And so in many cases, we're working with the likes of Mercy Corps or AmeriCares or UNICEF, and they come to us and say, hey, we need technology. Well, we will send them a pump to use in their project, or they need expertise on the ground, and we can help provide that. So in from natural disasters to wartime in Ukraine, we we're really able to help work with our partners on providing clean water and sanitation where we need it. As a water technology leader, what have we been doing in support of those affected by Hurricane Ian? Yep, so through Watermark, but really I think of it as um, it's not purely philanthropic. We have a really robust dewatering team in the U.S. That So when a disaster hits in the U.S. like Ian, we've got a fantastic team that jumps in and is providing equipment and has deep relationships with the utilities to work with. But Hurricane Ian got a lot of news here in the U.S., but that same week we had Typhoon Nauru in Philippines and Vietnam. We were just coming off of Hurricane Fiona that hit Puerto Rico, as well as other flooding that continues to happen in Pakistan or the effects of Pakistani flooding. So Ian got a lot of news, but we were responding to four or five disasters and are continuing to respond to many of those on the ground. It's great that you mentioned all the other ways that we're helping around the world, not just Hurricane Ian. Yeah, it's in Ukraine, as an example, we've sent five aquapog, their decentralized treatment units, into parts of Ukraine where the water system was targeted and shut down. So it provides clean water to 10,000 people a day for each of those units, so that at least keeps the community up and running. But also things like working with their utility operators that are still there <laughs> and getting them equipment and getting it across the border, which is, continues to be a challenge. A large portion of Solving Water listeners are in the water utilities industry. Anything else you want to share with them? Stuff you're doing at the show or it's other projects you're working on, trends you're seeing? 
Yeah, it feels like there's a <laughs> never-ending list of things. I think right now we're leading up to, so it's October right now, and we're leading into COP27 in Egypt. And like I mentioned earlier in the podcast of w- trying to figure out what is water's voice in the global climate conversation, and utilities are the best position to do this. I think, like, underestimate how powerful their voice is. Who's going to feel climate change first? Water waste power utilities, storm water, availability of drinking water, reuse, like all of those things are climate change. They're going to feel it first. And to really find ways to like use your voice, you know, whether it's here at WefTech or elsewhere, as we're leading into COP27, be part of the global conversation. Make sure we're on front of mind as countries are making commitments versus the afterthought. Okay, so I just have one more question for you, and I ask you every time. So you already know what it is. But. I, and I always forget what I said last time. So I know, that's good, because it means you, it's, you're taking, because I always ask, what's the most important thing you've learned in the water business so far? And so, so far, I mean, things could have changed between the last time yeah, we talked. Well, always learning, always learning. I think over the last year, I don't think I said this last time, but... Uh, Really, for me, as an engineer who started with Xylem doing engineering things, (laughs) how much I've come to value the storytelling part of what we do. And, you know, whether it's this white paper of raising stories of utilities that are doing really cool stuff, how important that is for us as the water sector to be a better storyteller, be engaged with the communities, be part of the global climate conversation, all of those things. It's less of a technical problem and more of a people communications issue. So that's what I've learned or at least trying to do better. A great answer. (laughs) Austin, always a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much for giving us your time. I hope you have a great rest of your week at WefTech. Thank you, thank you, and uh, make sure to go check out our white paper launched today. We have a Race to Zero microsite on xylem.com. It's on all the social channels, and if I can, make a plug. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we, in November, towards the end of COP, we'll be hosting a water and climate event at our reservoir center. It'll be both virtual and in person, but we'll be bringing in key leaders from around the world on COP27, high-level discussions, but okay. What does that mean for us? What does it mean for water, utilities, or otherwise? And so please, if you're interested, tune in. That's great. Thank you. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for having me. A big thank you to all our Solving Water listeners for joining me for today's episode, one of nine in our WefTech 2022 series. And a shout out to all our guests who made the time in New Orleans to have such interesting and meaningful discussions. Links to more info for each show will be included in individual episode show notes. And let me know what you think of our content here at Solving Water, Asylum Podcast, by contacting me, Amanda Holloway, directly at amanda.holloway at xylem.com or find me on LinkedIn. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks, everyone.